Hey, it's Maggie. I can't get to my phone right now. You know what to do. Dude, Maggie, I have something to tell you. You gotta call me back. Hey, it's Maggie. And Tia. And this, this is Call Your BFF. BFF. besties it's your girl tia coming to you not live with maggie but from my quaint apartment so i just wanted to give a formal apology that i got my holidays all confused in our previous episode that the dog show and the macy's parade which given the name macy's thanksgiving day parade we're both on thanksgiving so i apologize if you all were waiting ever so patiently for that to come out on our Christmas holiday episode. But for those that did miss it, the biggest highlight was that Stash, the Celium Terrier, he's beautiful, go look him up, was our first place winner of the dog show. And he was also the winner of the Terrier group. It was a very eventful dog show. Lots of cute doggos from the Dalmatian winning the non-sporting group the Chesapeake Bay Retriever for the sporting group, the Great Dane in the working group, and then um, I'm going to mispronounce this one, Aswaka for the hound group, and our German Shepherd, one for the herding group, and the Shih Tzu, one for the toy group. So you can go Google that if you want to look up the cute doggos and how they did. I also was able to watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, again, in the name, duh, Tia should have known. And I think the biggest thing that stuck out to myself and my whole family that was the joke of all of Thanksgiving was the new musical that is called Shocked, and it is all about corn. So it's corn, but musical. And unfortunately, that was not in the music number that they shared, but they did mention how corn goes in the same way it comes out. So quite curious to see how that musical does and turns out all about the corn. But I just, again, wanted to say sorry that my holidays got all confused in my brain cells. But today, Maggie, as always, we love her. She has edited this episode all for you. So please enjoy and follow us on Instagram and chat us if you have something that you guys want us to talk about but welcome 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 it is the most stressful time of the year (laughs) yes for real for anybody that is In a transitional period of life, let's say that. I like that. Any transition in that fact either. Yeah. I actually, maybe just being a human being, because nobody asks you when you're like a kid, okay, what's what's the cutoff age between going to a family Christmas event, party, whatever, and being left alone versus when people start asking you what you're doing with your life? That's a good question. I feel like... 14. Yeah, I was going to say, as soon as like I hit high school, I feel like that's when the questions were like, are you going to have a boyfriend? 
Yeah. And you're like, man, like I'm trying to go play hide and seek with my cousins. Right. I'm just, I'm just trying to like eat the food and play. I don't want this adult conversation. I'm 14. Yeah. I'm not grown yet. <laughs> so let's say 13 or 14, 13, 14, whatever. Teenage years. That's when it starts. Yes. And it doesn't stop. And I'm going to say until you have a kid, but I don't have a kid, so I can't speak to that. But I'm assuming that it also doesn't stop until after after that, because then you're probably berated of when you're going to have a second one. Or like berated about your parenting. This is going to be a hot take. Let's hear it. For how much that we have to endure people asking us about what's going to, when this is going to happen, when this is going to happen. What if we flip the switch and start asking them, what are your plans? What do you, what is your 10 year plan? Did you write a will? <laughs> am I in the will? <laughs> if I'm in the will, you may ask the questions. <laughs> the best smart ass comment is like, How's college? What are you planning on doing after you graduate? I don't know, Aunt Susan. Have you written your will yet? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like some of my grandparents would be like, touche, touche. There's a certain amount of people that you could probably get away with saying that to, um, but you also might cause a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> then they actually expire and they didn't have a will. And then you're like, shit, did not think that through. <laughs> I don't know. Did you get your life insurance policy together? Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it really doesn't stop. I like oh. you and I are both at the same theme of questions. Yes. When are you getting yes. married? When are you getting engaged? When are you having babies? When are you having babies? We don't really get the babies one as much. I I get it more as like a joke of like because I think my family talks about it more because like. At the age I am now, if I was in my mom's shoes, I would have three children, Mm -hmm. which is, like, wild and, like, gives me so much thankfulness for, like, how my parents, like, did that and are amazing and supportive of us and, like. Shout out to Becky and Sean. Yeah. Major shout out in class because wouldn't be here without you guys. And, like, thank God I don't have three children right now because that would be so hard. Especially with all my health stuff, I'm like, "Mm, no, thank you. Yeah. The past few years, my grandpa has been so like, when is this happening? When is this happening? Like, he always wants some event going on, which is funny because look forward to. there has all, like, there has been for the past four years, weddings, yeah. babies, like engagement stuff, like yeah. literally everything. We've got two babies. We've got a wedding coming up. We've already yeah. had two marriages. We're like, Grandpa, like, chill. We're spreading stuff out so you have enough time to enjoy everything. (laughs) And it keeps you alive longer. Let's be real. But he said that straight up at a party. He's like, I want to make sure that I, like, um, can experience all this before I die. And we were like, Grandpa. Okay, that's coming from a good place. Like, if you're asking me questions because of that, I am all here for it. But if it's more of just, like, you're just being curious, trying to stir the pot, stir your pot somewhere else. (laughs) we're in the kitchen (laughs) oh gosh that was yeah I feel like that was always stressful like Mm -hmm. more so in high school I think I don't know a little bit of both but it's like you almost like you're like driving to the events and you're like 
okay, what am I going to say? Like, what's my life goal? <laughs> yes. Computing, computing, computing. But like also my life goals changed how many times in my life? Right. And I think it's like something that's forever changing too. Whereas now I think the more questions I'm getting are like, when are you and Brady moving in together? Yeah, that's... That's the question we've been getting a lot where I'm like, hopefully soon. Like, because there's so many like extra things that like they don't need to know about in this decision of us moving in together too. That too. So it's hard to like balance like being very broad about it because I am someone who's such an open book. And, and you're also the, the oldest. Right. Yeah. So you're kind of like setting like the precedent for like the family, I guess, when you're the oldest. Mm-hmm. That too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the oldest cousin on both sides of the family. Yeah. So a lot of them are like, so, because both sides of the family have not had a wedding in a very long time. And like, I'm the next one. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. hold our horses, everybody. They're expensive. And we have some life situations to work through first. Because <laughs> yeah. y'all know I want to party too. I want to have a fun time. And I want everyone to be there. And I'm just not there yet. And then that, that's hard, I think, with like some of the older generation too of like, mm-hmm. especially like right now, like Tyler and I live together. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, so when are you getting married? I'm like, well, we're just li- like, <laughs> chill. And they're like, but you live together. I'm like, well, so, yeah. But like they're like expectation is that like there's a marriage before you move in together right and it's like yeah it's like it's expensive it's like the work life is too crazy right now mm-hmm. all of, all of you guys all rushed into your marriages and half of you all are divorced so chill <laughs> for real for real well and i think there is so much of that pressure too because when I think about like our grandparents' ages and even like our parents, like people were getting married at such younger ages and like having babies at younger ages, whereas like our generation is more waiting until we feel like we have some of our shit and or our ducks in a row or whatever that one saying is like, I think it is so hard because there's pressure of like, can I financially afford all of these things? Can I mentally do all of these things? So I'm still flabbergasted at how so many families make it work and have energy where I'm like, how do you go and work a nine to five and have a child and go to all of their events? Like I have such a profound appreciation for good parents out there because I don't know, like if you just like pushing out a child out just gives you the superpower that you can like do anything. It's the right of passage or something. I don't know. That's the question of the day. Where do the superpowers yes. come from? Yes. Is it from labor? Yeah. <laughs> Is it the IV fluids they give you as you're birthing? I don't know. What's in those? Can I have them now so I can prepare? <laughs> My veins are ready. Yeah, no, that's totally like, I remember one day very vividly, like a few months ago, I think. Yeah. Bodhi must have like done something. I don't know, spit up on the ground or something. And I was like, that's it. I can't handle this. <laughs> and, I was like, and then I'm like, oh my God, like if I can't even handle a dog, like that's an issue. <laughs> right. Then it's like, okay, a child is, they, they talk, they're more destructive. In my head, I'm like, okay, my friends, I know people that have children. I'm like, Natalie has a newborn. Things could be worse. <laughs> she can do this. 
I can handle a dog. <laughs> yes. I think it is so much of like reframing our perception and perspectives too, because I know you and I are both more than capable to do anything we put our life towards. And I think that's like where that timeline pressure comes in where it's like, I have the pressure from that. I know like there's pressure from like family and just everywhere around us. And it's like, everyone slow their roll. We got this. It'll come when it's supposed to. The pressure I think is just so weird. Like looking at it from like our perspective, I think. Like, I I don't know what it's like to be a parent and to like, because it all comes from like excitement and stuff. And I get that. Yeah, it's a place of care. Yeah, but it's like, why is there a timeline like you get it but at the same time it's like why can't we just like be happy with like where things are at right now right i I try to be like conscious of that when i at like when i am in conversations with people because i do feel like i all like i feel like we're all guilty of it we're all like you know excited and like oh when's this but i also like like Saps is a perfect example like they just got married no part of me would ever be like so when's the baby coming you right. know like I don't know if I'm just like not that kind I of person because so I'm just like yes you're married like married life exciting like you do you I'm just Ooh. excited I'm not like okay what's next I don't know if it's something I think we're more mindful of like yeah. being in the moment I don't know. It's well, weird. it's just like an uncomfy question. Yeah. People ask then, me all the time. You have to have sex to do that. So you're asking me, are we having sex? I think that's the weirdest question to ask people is like people when they ask, like, are you trying for a kid? <laughs> are we recreationally doing it? Or are we like doing it as a job is basically like what it's coming down to. Intentional or accidental? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And nowadays there's so much like, like health stuff and a lot of people dealing with like infertility. And I just feel like there's Mm -hmm. such a like sore subject or like losing like a child or something that people don't want to talk about. And it's sad. And I don't know, you never know like what somebody else is going through. So I feel like our generation is a lot more mindful of it, but I definitely feel like our like parents and aunts and that generation is more like excited and not thinking about all those things. things. Yeah. And like you said, a lot of them had children younger and they weren't necessarily dealing with a lot of like stuff. Mm -hmm. But nowadays I feel like a lot of like moms between like the 20 and 30 are, are dealing with, and it's not so much of like an age thing, but it's like a health thing. Right. Well, and like when you're 30, I believe we call it a geriatric pregnancy. Yeah, my mom was. I mean, there's that pressure too. Right. Where it's just like. It's crazy. And I'm like, I'm sorry, 32 is geriatric? Like, okay. (laughs) Right. That's just so wild to me because it's like, I think that also puts a pressure on if you want to have kids, get on the saddle, let's get going. Like, figure it out where it's like, there's so many other life factors that come into play with like, yes, I want children. And like, I logistically speaking, I'm just not there yet. Right. And I think about it a lot too. And it like, it probably comes off pretty selfish, but like 
I don't really care, I guess. It's like, it's selfish, but it's my life. It's like, I have too much going on in my life and like stuff that I'm enjoying doing for myself or trying to like get myself to a place where I'm like, okay, things are like settled. This is like stable enough to even have that thought of like bringing someone into this world. Right. You're not ready to give up some of those things. Right, exactly. Or like navigate them differently. Like, right and like I think that's like a perfect perfectly reasonable like yeah I've seen people do it like they have kids and then they go back to like racing and at- athletic stuff and it's a whole different dynamic but it's probably a whole different like set of struggles but a whole different like joy right. of like oh my gosh I just was able to bring my kids like across the country to this race and it's like a family event now versus it yeah. just being like a selfish like thing but and it definitely could get to that point where it may not. I think life is also so unpredictable that way. And I do think it's super cool that there's like IVF and like all of these different things too, but like it is so insanely expensive. Yeah. And like people go into debt trying to have children and that's just really sad too. It is, especially with like adoptions and stuff. Yeah. Um I just like the people that like want to have kids or like can't have kids or choose not to have them like naturally. It's like, it's so sad that you have to go in debt or you have to like, give up an arm and a leg just to do it. It's like, right. it's really sad. Crazy. Ugh, life is hard. <laughs> life is hard. <laughs> life is hard. But I think one thing that's also cool, like on the positive side of it is we're not allowing those pressures of the timeline to impact what we're doing I think it's like something that's like in my mind and I'm not catering to that if that makes sense yeah like you're not rushing through things yeah allowing like the time to be time yeah I mean I definitely get impatient at times I will say that for sure and (laughs) like I think that's normal yeah because like I'm also excited for those things there's so much from my like perspective too that when people are like, when are you going to get engaged or married? And I'm like, nothing in my life is going to change when that happens. Right. So, and like maybe, maybe it is more of like an older mindset of like, you don't live with someone until you're married. Yes. I could totally see that being like, okay, when are we going to do this? Because like, right. But now that we live together and it's like, nothing's going to change. There's going to be a signed piece of paper and, and a ring that I already wear a ring on that finger. <laughs> like, <laughs> True. You know, like, the, I don't know. It's a weird mindset, but I think like my mindset on that has changed so much like in the past like 12 years too, because oh my gosh, yes. I think in high school it was like, you have this idea of like what your life's going to look like. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to graduate. And then I'll probably be married by the time I'm 24 and I'm definitely going to have kids before I'm 30. And now I'm like, yep, no. <laughs> For real, same. Cause like, I always thought about it. Like I, cause I love how I am so close with all my grandparents and all my grandparents are still in like their early seventies. So like yeah. I've had them for my whole entire life and that has been beautiful. And like, I want that for my kids. Like I always, like when I was in high school, wanted to like, have a very committed relationship, go into college with that relationship. As soon as I was done with college, having babies. So that way, like, my parents could be young grandparents, which they still will because my parents are still super young. But, like, it's just – 
it was crazy as I got older. I was like, L-O-L, there is no way that the people that I was involved with that I was like, I can't do that. Or like having a baby like straight out of Carol, that have been crazy too. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I'm glad that the way I thought I wanted my outlook to be wasn't how I pictured it because I've gotten to experience so many amazing things and I wouldn't be the person I am today without that. Yeah. I agree. And I get my baby fixed by watching my little cousins and like right. holding them and smelling like them when they're fresh babies. And I'm like, okay, I've had my fix. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and you can return them. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Thank you. Come again. Yeah. I think about that a lot too with like the age thing and like your parents are like the perfect example. Like mm-hmm. they're they're empty nesters right now. Yeah. At, a fairly young age like you know they're still like my my, I mean my parents are empty nesters too and they're still young but like my dad my dad like could retire next year he probably won't because he's like a very active person and like needs something to do but it's like there is that okay when you have kids young then you're 42 and you're like I'm still young and I can still like you know my kids are grown they're out of the house but at the same time I'm like but then you give up you give up time on either side where like your parents gave up their 20s to be Mm -hmm. parents so now they get their 40 late 40s 50s to just travel and have fun and do whatever they want and just whatever versus like the flipped version of like my parents had their 20s and early 30s to travel and like I've heard all these like crazy stories of my dad's like travel and experience yes you lived like a whole other life like who are you (laughs) secret yeah but then now when he's like now he's like approaching mid like 60s and stuff it's like it's just different like different time scales there and I'd be curious to like I would personally be like curious to explore both but it's like yeah I don't know it's weird it is really interesting and just like observing my parents now like getting to go on like these cool trips and like going on cute dates and like doing all those things is so much fun I love hearing about it because I'm like ah you guys are so cute like you're dating again great as my mom always joked that they never dated yeah that they just had a baby, got engaged, and got married. Because my dad never asked her to be his girlfriend. So, <gasps> so. hot take. Now they're dating. <laughs> Even though they're married. Please tell me you've asked Becky. <laughs> it's been 20 years. <laughs> 24, 25, something like that. Yeah, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how we've also gotten to see a lot of different timelines, though, based on, like, my family versus your family versus, like, other people that we know. Like, there's no timeline that is anywhere close to being similar. So I think it's so funny how our culture does put such a pressure, even though no one's is the same at all. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, like, within families, too, because, like, everybody in my mom's side of the family, like, my first cousin's there. That yeah. whole, like, parent, like, all the um, aunts and uncles all had, like, the same timeline, I think, except for my one aunt, uh, that my two youngest cousins. But there's still, like, all of us are within thir- the age of 13, 
to 30. So that's yeah. still pretty close. For 16 of us, like that's still very close. Yeah. But then you have family dynamics like yours or like Tyler's or like some of my other friends where I'm like trying to calculate and they're like Tyler's cousins are or like his uncle is closer to his age and then like his cousin is three like that kind of stuff where I'm just like yeah but then that's like normal to them but like what I've grown up seeing is completely different and so once you're I think that's big is like once you're actually like um uh, you start seeing that differently with like different friends and stuff. You're like, oh wait, there's not one way to do this. And that's when like my mind like kind of started yeah. shifting. It was like, oh wait, like it's okay to not like follow what I have always known. I guess. And nice to like help take that pressure off too. For sure. It's like even like one of my mom's best friends and her life partner. Her and him have been together. I don't even know. A, like a forever I've known them together for a very long time and they never got married and they don't plan to they joke about oh maybe we'll throw a party whatever but like they chose like this is the path and they love their path that they've taken so that's been cool to see even just like within my family like people going against the grade of like what was expected of them I love that when they were growing up too I like seeing people do different stuff my my uh grandpa's sister is kind of the same she's never married never had kids and like we just adopt her and I mean she's still our family but right she's in kitty she comes to everything like we're all her grandkids like it's special and it's like she's enjoying her life like you know she's doing her own thing not following what the rest of the family did and it's like it's interesting when you do start to hear those like stories and experience like those different like people and what they've chosen to do but yeah, I think it's like, it's hard being at an influential age between like 16 and 24, I would say, and being like, yeah. oh my God, like nothing is going right. <laughs> like nothing no. is going according to plan. <laughs> and it's like abort mission right abort now. Mission. And like I was always type A too. And that's something that took me a long time to like come to terms with that. Like I cannot plan every single thing because I literally cannot control anyone but myself. Right. Like, ideally, yes, I would have loved to have been married by now, and I'm okay that it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And it's expensive right now, so, like, that's crazy. I I can't even imagine. There's it's too much money for me. I can't even buy something that's not on sale. <laughs> Let alone flowers, a DJ. The bridesmaid gifts for all the bridesmaids that I'll have and like all those different things that add up. I'm going to be so anxious be like, this is so much money. I can't even afford um, the bachelorette parties that I'm invited to. <laughs> for real. Yet we do it. <laughs> I think there's a lot of um, pressure on like weddings too. And I, again, haven't experienced mm-hmm. being like a bride, so I can't like speak to that. But right. I'd be curious to know how many there's just like so much more stress than like feeling like the day is really that special, which is sad. And I feel like I've seen it so much of like, oh my God, I don't even know who that person is. Like they're just like, they just look so stressed and like worn out right now. Um, And I'm like, I would hate, I would hate to spend that much money and this much time and planning to then have a day where I'm, like I'm enjoying it. Stressed, yeah. Yes. 
which I have to say, like, being in Caitlin's wedding, I was like, mm-hmm. this was the best wedding I've ever been involved in. Like, there's, like, no stress. Like, maybe, I don't know if she was stressed. She didn't seem like it at all. Yeah. It was, like, go with, like, chill, go with the flow. Like, we were already early. We're, like, just sitting around, hanging out, like, 10 minutes. Okay. Like, sure, we'll just sit here for another 10 minutes. And, like, it was beautiful. And I was like, this is perfect. (laughs) That is nice. And I think, like, it's cool to see how unique everyone's weddings are and how they match, like, that couple. Yeah. I think that's, like, the part where I I really enjoy about weddings. I love weddings. I would go to, like, every single wedding if I could. Because I I just think it's so fun to see, like, two people come together and express their love and express it in a way that's so unique to them. Because I've never been to, like, a wedding that's the exact same as the other. I thought it was so special at Sabrina's wedding when Jarrett was up on the drum with, like, her yes. dad. Yes! Oh, he's a part of the family! <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying now! <laughs> Shout out to Sabs and Jarrett! <laughs> it's so beautiful. Yeah, I love seeing people in love. So much love. Love is in the air. Also, talking about weddings and engagement and stuff, I just can't even fathom how expensive rings are. For real. Like, like, ugh. I, I cannot justify the Okay, I have expensive bikes, but I cannot True. justify spending that much money for something that you wear. And, like, to me, it's, like, a weird... Like, when I hear people, like, bitch about rings, or even on, like, a, on TV... Like, when they're like, oh, like, he's not wealthy enough to get you this or something. Like, they bash it. And I'm like, yes, a freaking band on your finger. Like, how big your diamond is shouldn't be, like, a measure of your love for somebody. Exactly. I agree. I'm not, like, a blingy person at all. But I just, like, the whole construct to me is, like, are you kidding me? Like, I w- there's so many other things I would rather somebody spend $10,000 on. Like a trip. <laughs> right. yeah. My debt. Yeah. My student debt. Another yes. bike. <laughs> right. Uh, Only catering for the rest of my life. Literally. And I think it's, and like, that would be the most expensive thing that I would own. I think you probably get like used to it after a while, but like, I'd be so hyper aware of like, okay, is it still on my hand? Right. Did I lose it? Take it off to wash my hands. Did I put it back on? Because like, Sometimes at work, I forget my phone in the bathroom. Right. So, like, I, like, will go almost a whole day without my phone and just be like, oh, shit, I left it in the bathroom. And one of my coworkers will have grabbed it for me, thankfully. But also, I'm like, what if I do that with a ring? Right. That's terrifying. My parents got me, like, a nice, like, diamond Netflix, Netflix necklace for Christmas. <laughs> oh, cool. Honestly, I wore it, like once i wore it out it's like special occasion and i like pulled my hair back in the little baby hairs like got caught and it snapped and thankfully i recognized it and i like caught it oh. we had it fixed and like brought it to the drawer had it fixed and stuff and but it's also one of those things like i don't like taking things like on and off and so now yeah. it's like it's been sitting in a box and i just feel so bad and it's like that's why i can't have nice things <laughs> literally i like Brady bought me a Lululemon sweatshirt, and it's, like, a very, like, nice, felty material. It's very soft, and it freaking collects stains like no other. And, like, when I put it on, like, I got, like, a chapstick stain on it. And then yesterday, like, we were cooking together, and I got, like, different cooking things on it. And I was just, like, 
this, this is why I don't like buying or having expensive things because I ruin them and I feel guilty. And he was like, Tia, stains come out. <laughs> it's going to be okay. And I was like, but what if it doesn't? I ruined it just because we were cooking. Like, ah. And he was just like, it's really no big deal. And I was like, but it is. <laughs> I care so much. <laughs> we're just not materialistic. <laughs> we really aren't. And I think that's what it is because like, I'd be completely content with a fake ring. I wouldn't know the difference. I don't know what a real diamond looks like versus a not real diamond. If I saw two together, I'd be like, mm, I don't know. I got, like, I ordered, um, actually ordered new rings because the one I had didn't fit me. But it came with, like, a free bracelet. They're all, they're all, like, waterproof. That's why I got the rings. Oh, that's fun. I had ordered some and then they weren't waterproof. And, like, I'm not taking them off to swim or shower, so... Right. But I got this and it's just a dainty little gold one. And I'm it's like, oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> and it was free. <laughs> and it's waterproof. And then I also got these earrings because I was like, oh, I need gold earrings. Cute. I literally spent $50 and I got uh, two rings, earrings, and a free bracelet. And I was like, it's the best haul ever. Where'd you it's order from? Um, at Atalea Jewelry. I'll send oh, you the, the thing. Yes, please. Well, I like waterproof things too, because I'm the same way. I don't like taking things on and off. Yeah, and I've had I had same with like my earrings. I wear the same earrings every day. I have this pair of pearl earrings that my parents got me when I was in high school, and I yeah, literally yeah. wear them every day of my life. And yes. that's like the nicest thing that I own. Well, yeah, nicest jewelry thing I own. Right, but, right. Yeah, it's like I yeah, it's like I don't know if it's just like not being a jewelry person or what, but like I'm totally fine with the little the shopping cart and once I hit fifty dollars, get free gold bracelet and I was like, Hell yeah. Let's go. With them large. <laughs> <laughs> large and in charge. Let me put on my nice bracelet, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Crazy, it crazy. crazy. Our world is pretty crazy. But we make it more fun. Yes. We bring the fun to the world. Heck yeah. Okay. If you, would have, if you were to give advice to somebody for the upcoming holiday parties and how to handle situations of like that kind of pressure, what would you say? I love this question because I actually just talked about it with um, one of my therapy groups that I run. We talked about how like – Everyone always has at least like one family member they don't get along with or just don't talk to as much or ask questions that are really invasive. And my advice would be depending on the relationship with that person, picking your battle. Like, is it a battle of like, do I just like nod my head awkwardly? <laughs> okay, cool. And then walk away. Is it one where I'm feeling like I need to say something? So being like, that makes me feel really uncomfortable that you're asking me that. And I would ask, just please don't ask me again. Or if you want to be more confrontational, I'd be like, I don't want to talk to you anymore today. Peace and blessings. Merry Christmas. So I think it's so hard too because everyone's family dynamics are so different. I think it's navigating like your comfort level of how you want to approach that person. Or... Avoid that person like plague. That's also a okay. <laughs> Or ask them when they're going to start writing their will. Yes. When are you expiring? <laughs> well, this is why I'm not a therapist, but. 
<laughs> hey, it can work. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all good. I, I like that kind of got me thinking about like stuff that can come up too during the holidays that's hard to navigate too. And one of them, I feel like I think I actually listened to a podcast about this recently, but it was um like dieting and stuff throughout the Ooh. holidays and like or dealing nice. with like people's comments on like weight and everything because I feel like that's yes. always hard and yes. I was like oh my god this is like this hits home because like god bless my grandma she was a very sweet lady and very nice but yes. everything was always about like appearance or it's like you look so skinny and she'd say that, or you're so gorgeous, or you just look darling. That was her, like, catchphrase, darling. Yeah. But, and it would always, like, like, if you didn't say that to everybody, like, somebody would be feeling, like, left out. And there was always, like, I was always, like, conscious of that, like, you know, it's like, okay, if you're going to tell everybody that they look so skinny, go tell all the girls here, because, like, the one that you didn't say that to is going to feel like they're left, like... Sure. Yeah, they're they're gonna their feelings are gonna be hurt. But that's always like or people like commenting on like what you're eating and stuff and I like that's always like because I've been vegan now for seven years and yeah. I know like the first few years that I was, like people would always ask that and I was still like I was an like athlete in in college and like doing triathlon and everything and running marathons and then also like having this like restrictive diet around like the people we're seeing and they were like, yeah. Oh, like you don't eat anything or you're like, you can't like make sure you're eating. And it's like, Oh my God, like, just please. Leave me right. Which is, again, it's like one of those things where like, you know, they're coming from a place of care and it's like, please just let, let me do what I need to do. And if I have questions or concerns about my eating, I will let you know. Yeah. Or if I find something like I can't eat anything, because, like, I have some dietary restrictions, too. Like, I just eat the things I know I can eat. And I'm not ever hungry anyway, so really, we're good. Yeah. And then it's, like, just don't make a big deal about it and stuff. Yes. Then, then that's uncomfortable. Or for people that are struggling, like, with whatever, whether it's, like, an eating thing or maybe they've gained weight. And I think that's hard, too, of, like, like especially, like, being women and, like. Yes of graduating and like your hormones are like coming through and maybe you've stopped like working out and like you're naturally going to gain weight and then you go to like a family event and people are like oh like you look so healthy or you look different or you look so mm -hmm. grown up or like there's certain things that people say where it's like thank you <laughs> or like with alcohol too yeah like cause I haven't drank alcohol in over a year now just because of all my like gastrointestinal things and, like, my family's like, oh, like, are you going to drink something? Do you want something? No, I'm okay. And they're like, why? Are you pregnant? Oh, God. No. No, I'm not. I just, I don't drink anymore right now. I would love to have a glass of wine. I miss it. And not right now. Yeah. That's been me as well, I think. I, I don't really think I've, like, drank, drank, really drank much in now. years. Yeah. But, and I think people are used to it at this point. But, yeah, definitely, mm -hmm. like, if I was, like, struggling with like an alcohol thing when I had first start like I just did it for like health reasons I was like right why do I want to keep waking up in the morning feeling like this and then I was like right just stop drinking and then I'll feel fine and your body feels so much better yeah but 
like, if I was actually somebody, like, struggling with, like, alcoholism or something and having to deal with, like, what people mm-hmm. were, like, saying or comments being made, it's like, holy crap, like, I don't to want be a beer. Just leave me alone. <laughs> like, it's frustrating. I'm happy with my Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Like, it's just weird. And then, like, we'll we'll bring our own stuff to, like, parties and whatnot or, like, sparkling okay. waters. But that's a, that's definitely another hard navigating. And, like, I just find it's easy to, like, go out and I'll get, like, a Sprite. Or I'll, I'll see if they have mm-hmm. – I've been really into, like, seeing if restaurants have, like, mocktails. Which when, yes. I was, when I was out in Salt Lake City, they had a uh, blackberry mocktail that was so good. And I was like, mm, this mm. is it. Like, this is better than any alcoholic drink I've ever had. Right. <laughs> That's the same with, like, my virgin margaritas. I was like, mm. why have I not done this more? They are amazing. <laughs> that was delicious. I was like, I know this is all sugar, but, man, this is good. It's the best <laughs> sugar ever. But that, that's, like... That's a good tip too. Like, just get a virgin something, and right. or like ask, like, can I get a sprite? Can you put it in like a nice glass? Right. Like, that saves people from questioning you too. Oh, a hundred percent. Then you don't have to like respond to it. It's all about like protecting your peace too. Of like, can I put myself into a mental space before I come, knowing that I'm going to have people disrespect that boundary or. How are there ways that, like, I want to, like, cope and navigate that? Whereas, like, now I just, like, shrug it off and I joke about it. And it is what it is. And I'll complain to my parents about it afterwards if it truly bothered me of, like, this person said this and this bothered me because of this. And because I'm not a very confrontational person. So I tend to just laugh it off and be like, Haha, funny joke. And then the car ride home, I'm like, oh, I just don't. <laughs> Why are people this way? Why are people so weird? <laughs> I'm just Tia, and I'm perfect the way that we are. <laughs> Always a fun balance. For sure. Holiday stress, but it's fun. The blessings and the curses. <laughs> I think it'll be weird once we're at that, like, our parents' generation, too, then, like, being in that. I'll be curious to see how our generation handles, like, stuff. The shifts. I, like, right now, it's definitely mostly, like, that what generation is that not it's the one above millennial i don't know i have no idea whatever our parents generation is yeah but like our generation that's all like gone through this and not to say they hadn't but it's i think it's just so different with like different norms nowadays but how we'll handle it as adults yeah or if we're gonna do the exact same shit they all do (laughs) hopefully not But if people listen to our podcast, we may be helping, you know, culturally shift everything. Let's go. We're going to change the world. <laughs> One joke at a time. One joke at a time. I'm here for it. <laughs>